This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. We're going to check, Nibble. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and I am joined by Jordana Abraham. Hey, Jordana, how's it going? Hey, Dylan. It's such a bittersweet day because we have so much to talk about. And it's my it's my last recurring guest segment for a bit. But um, what a great day to be able to do that. So much to talk about. You know, <laughs> I know we have had we have had a good run these last few months with our summer house and Jersey doubleheaders. And I don't know how much Bravo plans these things, but for both seasons to come to an end in the same week, it feels like a momentous occasion. And we have very exciting The Real Housewives of Dubai trailer finally dropped. The premiere is literally two weeks from today. So it was about time that we got our first look at this season. Jordana, any thoughts from watching this trailer? How are you feeling about Dubai? I'm into it. I'm excited to see. I mean, has there been one that has been out of the United States? Nope. It's the first It's the first international one that Bravo has made like in-house that's not like outsourced to a different country. Right. I think that's going to be that in itself is going to be really interesting. And I know Dubai has like such a mix of all different, like a lot of different cultures. It kind of feels like a Middle Eastern Vegas. So um, (laughs) I think there's going to be a lot to work with because, again, it feels like Vegas, but there's also like a lot of the Middle Eastern like cultural stuff that I'm sure they're going to be unpacking and how those dynamics sort of weed into it or feed into it rather. So I'm excited to see. You know, it's interesting when they launched Salt Lake City, I was like into that too because I was like, oh, this like, kind of it's like centered around this Mormon vibe, mm-hmm. which is very different than anything I know. So, I'm feeling a similar sense of curiosity and excitement for Dubai. What about you? I I feel the same way. I the cast is a very kind of diverse eclectic group. With Caroline Stanberry obviously is a Bravo fan favorite already. I'm very excited to see her back in in any context, we can take her. Um, and the rest of the cast seems fun. I mean, we haven't gotten to know them super well so far, but the trailer, I feel like, is... It's not... I saw some people saying it was a little bit light on drama, maybe, which I I guess I would agree with. But I think also there's a lot of work to do just to kind of establish who these people are, what's the right. the vibe of the show. And so I think I think the trailer does a good job of kind of giving off the vibes of like, okay, first of all, these ladies are rich as hell. (laughs) Second of all, uh, they've all got different stuff going on. You see one of them has like a spa that they're opening. There's Chanel Ayan is like a supermodel. Uh, You know, they all have very different kind of things going on. So I'm excited just to get to know a new group of women. Like you were saying with Salt Lake, that was the last time we really had that. And I think it's turned out super well. You know, it's definitely been a hit. So I'm just excited to have another show to keep up with. And if the international thing works well, I think there's a lot of potential for Bravo to do more of that. So we'll see. I'm excited. June 1st. 
Totally. I would love to see more international cities. I think that would be really cool. They just announced last week that they're going to film next season of Top Chef internationally for the first time. And so I'm like, Bravo's really, oh. <laughs> they're, they're really getting out there and expanding their global footprint, I guess. I know. we. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Bravo world and we're just living in it. Let's talk about this Summer House reunion part two. I think the thing I saw most people talking about from this reunion was the amount of unseen footage that they were using in some of these segments. And <laughs> you start to be a little bit like, wait, wait, wait. Okay. I know that they're obviously not showing us absolutely everything, but there were whole segments of this reunion, specifically the stuff about Lindsay and Austin, maybe hooking up, sleeping naked together in Montauk. And I'm literally like, did I black out at some point this season and not remember this? But no, the whole thing was shown in unseen footage at the reunion. And I just don't really understand this editing yeah. strategy, I guess. I totally agree. Um, I feel like that's that would have been very useful information to know for context of all of the drama that ha- that involved him too. I think that would have added a little bit more color to the situation. So I did think it was weird that they like saved it for this. There was just like a lot of a lot of that too. It was uh, very bizarre to me that they wouldn't include that in the editing because that was interesting. Right. And I think something that we that people were talking about after the first part of the reunion, sort of with, with uh, Paige and Lindsay or Danielle and Sierra, that it didn't feel totally clear kind of why everyone was mad at each other or exactly sort of where certain vibes were coming from. And in this part of the reunion, seeing so much unseen footage, it's like, yeah, it, it's actually helpful to have context for things when it's like, because I think what they showed on the reunion this time made me see Sierra's side of it a little more, where like Lindsay was more actively maybe doing something right. with Austin. She says they weren't hooking up or whatever, but you know, sleeping in the bed together in Montauk is not nothing. It makes you wonder, it's like, during the season, are they trying to make us like Lindsay more or, you know, is there kind of like a motive with the edit? But then if you're going to talk about it at the reunion anyway, what's the point of not showing us in the first place? Totally. I think Sierra's like Italian dinner breakdown made a lot more sense once they showed her because it again, they kind of it kind of feels like a little bit. I mean, obviously, it was harsh and like unnecessary. she said some things that were unnecessary. But you do get the sense of like her growing frustration as she does actually try to talk to Lindsay about things that were bothering her about the situation. And Lindsay really, I mean, in the footage, obviously it's an edit, but they showed it like she shuts her down basically every time. So I can see why if that was happening continuously and you kind of feel like you are being disrespected sort of like over and over again and you're not given an outlet to like discuss it and you try, I can I can see why she might have overreacted and kind of gotten to like a boiling point. And you could see almost like she's like shaking at that table. Like she's like got so she's so worked up probably from not being able to like communicate it at all and being shut down. It it made mm. more sense to me. Not that it again is justified to speak to someone <laughs> like that, but it, it made, right. I, I understood it more. And I liked on this part of the reunion that Sierra, I felt like she kind of chose to be the bigger person and apologize to Lindsay for only kind of talking to her in front of the group and not, kind of handling it in a more productive way, I guess. But she did ho- admit that she hooked up with Austin after filming the show this summer. And I feel like Andy I'm not is surprised. like, Andy's like the voice of all of us where it's like, ah, why? 
I, but yeah, I, I'm not shocked. <laughs> yeah. I like, was it like the best life decision? Perhaps not, but also who cares? Totally. I mean, here's the thing. I can relate a lot to going back to a dating situation, which is clearly really bad for you with someone who doesn't respect you or treat you correctly. And like, that's sort of a thing that happens a lot in dating. Like you, especially when you're young and dating, like you keep, you kind of like keep going back to someone who doesn't treat you the way you deserve yeah. to be treated. And it almost, if you're in a certain mindset, it can almost make you like them more in some sort of sense. Also, just like if you're like bored and lonely and somebody is being nice to you all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, come over. <laughs> like maybe. Yeah. <laughs> And I think the thing that's lost in that when Lindsay like calls her out, she's like, is that before or after you hooked up with him? It's like, again, I think we need to remember that Sierra is like 25 and, you know, that's, that's the time that you make those kinds of mistakes and like might again, like it's a bad look for her. And I think she's embarrassed about it. That was probably clear, but it goes to show me even more so that like she really liked him and she couldn't help herself. Like she really liked him and she's kind of said that. And I think Lindsay is not really acknowledging that piece of it. Right. And it's it's easier for Lindsay when she's now sitting on the couch with her serious boyfriend who she's in love with. And she's like, fine, whatever. Austin happened. I don't really care. But Sierra's like, no, my feelings were hurt. Like, I was... Right. That was like a meaningful situation to me. And I think Lindsay is kind of in a position where because she has this like safety blanket of Carl now, all of the stuff that happened before that is kind of like, well, who cares about that? That was... That was last summer. We're not talking right. about that anymore. And it's like, okay, well, not everybody has to move on on the same timeline. Yeah. And I'm just surprised that Lindsay has no like sense of empathy or compassion for the situation that Sierra's in. Just given that the guy that she is currently dating, Carl, essentially did this to her like two years ago. Like, yeah. was dating her and then was like asking out the Barry's girl in front of her and like really messing <laughs> with her head. And like, she had like a lot of like, like breakdowns because of that. She was like very upset about that. So I'm just a little surprised that she can't more clearly relate to how Sierra was feeling and have a little bit more like empathy for her going through that. Yeah. Well, Lindsay's empathy or maybe a sense of being calculated is something that we talk about also with Paige and Craig uh, going into the stuff about Craig allegedly hooking up with Kristen Cavallari, which Kristen says never happened, but everybody else seems to believe Craig because I guess the the thought process there is Craig would know that it would hurt Paige to know that he hooked up with Kristen. So why would he make it up? Because he wouldn't want to hurt Paige's feelings unless he has to. It's a little it's a little muddy, but it, what it comes down can to I, is that. Yeah. <laughs> can I tell you something? I kind of think he made it up. Or he exaggerated it a lot. Mm. I think whatever happened, he, I think Kristen Cavallari is a lot more famous than him. She's extremely beautiful. True. And True. I think he sort, maybe someone said something and he kind of didn't fight it and then like kind of let it uh, like, I right. kind of, there's a part of me that thinks that like he really liked the, and it made Paige more into him than he knew that Paige really likes Kristen. So he's kind of like, Okay, like this is like this is a good look for me. I I managed to hook up with Chris with Kristen Cavallari. Cavallari. I yeah, <laughs> I actually I actually think you are on to something. Whether or not this is true, whether or not he made it up, I think the idea that it would hurt Paige's feelings is maybe not spot on because I think maybe it would 
on some level make Paige upset, but I also think it would make Paige feel competitive with Kristen Cavallari. And it's like, Which it did. oh, well, <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, like if Kristen got with Craig, then like I can definitely get with Craig. I'm in that league. Yeah, I'm in that league. That's what I'm saying. I think like Kristen is like a little out of Craig's league, which I think Kristen knows, which is why she's denying it regardless or even making a statement or being probably put her lawyers on Bravo to make sure they did not say her last name. Her last name. (laughs) I mean, that seems clear to me that she was very intent on herself not being inserted into the situation, which again, to me, I think something weird happened with them, but I don't think they were like hooking up. And I think if they did, it was probably one time. And she, I don't think they were like hooking up. I think maybe, maybe they yeah. happened to sleep together once and she was not, she was like kind of regretted it. A little OTP HJ. <laughs> As they say. <laughs> Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. Yeah, I mean, but the, the thing that it comes down to that we're really talking about is that Paige says that Lindsay knew about the Kristen thing sometime in advance and waited to bring it up to her until they were on camera. And Lindsay is like, no, I didn't. But also it was on Demois. So if I did, it's not really my fault because it wasn't secret information. And Amanda then chimes in and is like, oh, yeah, Lindsay kind of always does that where she knows the tea and then waits until it's the convenient moment for the show. And I think Amanda, it's interesting because Amanda and Lindsay aren't like fighting, but Amanda in that moment is like, oh, wait, yeah, I have an opinion on that. Lindsay definitely does that. And I think Lindsay does do that. Whether or not I think, I don't necessarily think that makes Lindsay like some horrible villainous friend, but it's like, yeah, she kind of does that. Yeah. And I'm sure Amanda has some like deep seated resentment from when she did tell her that Kyle was cheating on her on camera mm-hmm. when like if they were really friends or she told she she had that conversation with Kyle on camera and I think that she probably thinks like if they were really friends she might have done this off camera because she did find out as the show was filming and I could see her feeling a little resentful if she thinks back to that time but maybe she never really had the outlet to say anything and now she's like yeah that actually does feel messed up 
Right. Like, I don't think Lindsay is out here with some evil master plan, but I do think if she gets some information during the summer on a Wednesday, she's going to wait until Saturday to tell you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she plays the game. She she looks great, by the way. She looks so good. She does look good. I I do really feel like her and Carl together feels like it just it makes sense to me. I think they look good together. The fact that Lindsay hasn't uh, drank in like five months and is like, yeah, I mean, it's so good for her. But like, what are we going to have it? Carl and Lindsay both sober next season. Um, oh, no, she, I don't. I literally went. I feel like she was speaking like thinly veiled. Like, I'm not going to not drink forever, a.k.a. Come summertime, <laughs> cameras up. <laughs> I will be cracking a lover boy. Don't you worry. Right. <laughs> I feel like she's like, I feel like she's half telling the producers. She's like, oh, don't worry, guys. I'm not sober forever. <laughs> right. Please still have me back. I promise I will create some sort of drama. <laughs> and maybe they're going to buy a house together. That's a thing. Oh, yeah. They've been together for like maybe six months. I'm like, don't buy a house together. Yeah, it does seem very a little a little hot and heavy for I mean I guess they've well, on the one hand I get it because like they've known each other for many years and they had this like solid foundation of a friendship for many years but just given the fact that like I guess Carl and kind of Lindsay haven't really had a long term stable relationship in a while and as long as we've seen them it does seem a little quick to me as well. Yeah, Lindsay perhaps has had a long-term relationship, but not a stable one. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I. It, it just is one of those things where we've seen Kyle and Amanda, they were engaged for three years. They've gone through so many ups and downs, and even them buying a house, I'm like, maybe, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you should do make any life, any decisions of that caliber until you've been together for like two years, personally, because that's when you sort of like are out of your love bubble as uh yeah Teresa likes <laughs> two, to say yeah two years honestly doesn't sound like that long to be like okay we can because they don't Lindsay and carl don't even live together yet like in an apartment so it's like okay right. maybe like move move in and then make sure it works and then and then right. look maybe at real take estate. it like one step at a time i guess they're both also older so maybe that what is Lindsay yeah. like 36 35 Lindsay turned Lindsay turned 35 on last on this season so, yeah. Okay. So she's like, 35. Car- Carl, I think, is like a couple years older than her, maybe. Yeah. I don't wish I knew. <laughs> yeah. So not, I get not they're 40 yet, like, but. <laughs> right. They're not moving at the pace of, like, let's say Amanda when she met Kyle. And I think her first season, she was 24. Now she's like 30. But it's a little, you know what I mean? Like they started, or at least Amanda started a lot younger. Kyle's still the oldest person in the house. Yeah. Speaking of Kyle and Amanda, we get into their relationship a little bit. We unpack Sierra's comment on Watch What Happens Live that if she were Amanda, she would not have gone through with Mary and Kyle, which I mean, I <laughs> look, she clearly doesn't want to be. She feels a little guilty, I think, about saying this, but she's like, well, I wasn't saying Amanda shouldn't have. I was just saying if I was in Amanda's she if it was me, I wouldn't have it. It's like, I mean, you said what you said, and I think. There's grounds to say that. It's not like a shocking thing to say maybe they shouldn't have gotten married. Yeah. I don't think Kyle should be so offended at the idea that like after watching that season back that someone could think it might be, you might have to think twice about it. I actually thought they went pretty light on the Amanda Kyle fighting thing. I feel like they spent like three minutes on that and it was over. I agree. They didn't really 
it seemed like they wanted, they talked about Sierra and Paige's thoughts about, or what they had said a little bit. And then they talked about Hannah last season saying she doesn't want to be yelled at like Kyle yells at Amanda. And this exchange was so funny to me how Kyle clearly was just like, his only focus was on putting down Hannah and he didn't actually get to like what that comment means about how he speaks to Amanda. He's like, oh, well, Hannah deflects. And Andy's like, well, uh, you you just you just deflected. Right. And then they kind of let it go. That was like sort of it. And then they made a joke about Kyle being married to his job. And then it's just weird to me just because they spent there was that was such a major thing that I take away from the season is the ups and downs that they went through. And like, I would have loved an update on like, have they worked through like, what is their take on like what was happening in that moment? You know, how has their relationship changed post marriage? Like, or like, uh, I I guess they said they, they said it was more relaxed because they weren't planning the wedding. But I just I don't know, I would have liked more of an update there. Well, but thinking, I mean, so much of the season they were fighting and Kyle would drink just way too much and Amanda would be upset about that. And earlier in the season, there were a couple of instances where Kyle got totally wasted and just disappeared for the night or wouldn't come home. Like, we didn't really get any kind of unpacking of that or if that has happened recently. You know, those kind of things feel like those were major plot points. I feel like every week that we were talking about Summerhouse, I had to have a bullet point that was like, well, Kyle and Amanda fought again. And it didn't right. feel like that was sort of proportional in the reunion, but they did talk about the prenup discussion, uh, which, so they didn't end up getting a prenup. And Amanda admits that she never really understood the full scope of what a prenup is, I guess. Like she, mm-hmm. she seems to have this like baseline understanding that it's like, the man keeps the money and that's bad for me. And then she's like, right. oh, I didn't realize that it would protect me like if he was in debt. It's like, oh, my God, Amanda. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make her look very bright, I would say. It was like a weird. And he was like, I kept telling you to Google it. It was like very. I thought it was a little bizarre. And again, made me think that that whole plot point was for the camera. Right. It didn't make her look very bright. And then also to me. If it was something that he wanted for the both of them, it's like, then why wouldn't you have made sure that she understood it? Like, if you, if it was something that mattered to you for your relationship together, then you would have sat down and been like, this is why it makes sense for me. This is why it makes sense for you. This is why it makes sense for us. Not like, I want this. Stop being a bitch. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, like my investors want this. Stop being like, do you know what I mean? He never really. <laughs> my, my investors have said this is what we should do. So why are you asking questions? It's like no, like yeah. <laughs> and it's also like if that was the maybe if if this was an important, a real important thing, wouldn't you have maybe like given her a draft to review? Yeah, I don't like, believe there, there was, was ever no draft there, there was anything. there was never a document. There was never a word yeah. doc that was being typed in. Like that's were, what I'm saying. It was all hypothetical. Like if he really want if he really wanted it, I would imagine he could have gotten his legal team to draft something up and give it to her, and maybe she would understand it that way. <laughs> totally. Any final thoughts on Summerhouse before we pivot to Jersey? Um, great season, and um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think we covered it all, right? I think so. It was a good season. Yeah. I'm I I'm always happy to watch Summer House. I'm like, 
they can go, they can come back. I'm I'm excited for Southern Charm now. We finally got the trailer and Paige is in it a little bit. So I feel like it's almost like one long story that's just continuing to unfold at this point. Exactly. It feels like real life, like and not like filming and not filming because it's so like it keeps going. Is exactly. there gonna be Winter House again? Yes, we saw it. Yes, there there is yes, Winter House so. again, probably in the fall it's gonna come out because that's what they did last year. But um everybody, all the, the gangs gang's all here except for whoever doesn't get asked back i don't know (laughs) tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card well with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yes you heard that right you can talk to a human on the discover customer service team anytime So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's talk Jersey. This reunion, part three. Before we get into it, I just want to note the fact that uh, poor Tracy was not shown one single time in this reunion. It is so funny to me. That when Bravo released the photos of the reunion looks, they included Tracy. So we know officially that she was there. Oh, and wow. There was like, I did not know that. Yeah, there was like one, there was one screenshot I saw. I think Queens of Bravo posted it. And it was like a picture from the reunion of everybody sitting in their chairs. And you could see Tracy was sitting in a chair on the edge. And I'm like, I don't know what segment that was, if they cut it completely oh, wow. or if they just like edited around her, but you would not have known that she was in the building that day from watching. I had no idea personally. Um, and I guess, I mean, I guess that means she won't be back. I like forgot about her when I was watching, I guess, because she wasn't there and because they didn't reference her. Like, Well, I interviewed Melissa a few days ago. She's on uh, Monday's episode, if you haven't listened, but I asked her about Tracy kind of having trouble sort of getting a foothold in the group this season. And she was like, yeah, I felt bad, you know, because you bring your friend on the show. You want them to have a good season. But I hope we see more of her next season. I'm like, Melissa, I don't think I don't think that's in the cards. I wouldn't say more. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't seem <laughs> if you, likely if to you me. can't get if you can't get one millisecond of screen time at the reunion, it doesn't bode well for your future on the show. Um, but yeah, agreed. to be fair. There's a lot going on at this reunion, and I feel like this is maybe one of the better three-part reunions we've had recently in terms of I felt like there was solid content spread across the three parts. There wasn't an episode that felt like total filler at all, Um, and I felt like, especially with the husbands on this episode, we had a lot to get to, a lot to unpack. Starting out, I want to talk about Jennifer and Bill. So... Jennifer walks us through a little more detail about finding out about this affair 10 years ago. And she says that after she found out, he was going, I think, to Miami for a trip and she flew down there without telling him and like lied to the hotel to get a key to his room and was there when he got there. And that's what made him be like, oh, that's sexy that you snuck up on me in Miami. And then everything was good. And they never talked about it again until Margaret had to run her mouth this season. And this sto- this story is just like, whew, we are so different. <laughs> it just like, yeah. I mean, it checks though with kind of what she the story she's been telling the whole time that she just decided yeah. that she was gonna like let it go and never speak about it again. Is that 
emotionally healthy? Clearly not. But in in some ways, it kind of like it was. And I think they both said this. It was like almost good that it came out because they did probably work through it in a more authentic way. It seems like I understood what Margaret meant when she said that she didn't necessarily realize it would be such an upsetting thing to have out there because Jennifer had never given any inclination that she and Bill were in a vulnerable position or had this thing hanging over them as a couple. I mean, was it messy still for her to bring it up? Of course, I'm never going to say Margaret isn't messy, but I understand why she would be like, I didn't know you were going to be like fucking broken over this when you have said every day for the last three years how you have the perfect marriage. To her credit, I think Margaret did a good job of apologizing, you know, for she's like, if I knew it had, if I knew it was going to hurt your family like this, I wouldn't have done it. Totally. And then, I mean, it was annoying when Jennifer replies to that with like, my family is perfect. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) right. like, (laughs) that would have been a good opportunity for her to have been like, yeah, like, I guess I had never fully dealt with instead of being like my family, like, don't double down on that. Like, clearly your family's not perfect. And that's okay. Right. She's like, I told you Bill was perfect every day for the last three years because he was, except for the time when he fucked the pharmaceutical rep for two months, but he (laughs) is perfect. It's like, other than that, totally right. Like, yeah, she'll let herself be vulnerable for like a split second. And then immediately it's back to being like (laughs) on the defense, Jennifer. And it's like, oh, you would actually gain like people I think would people who aren't fans of Jennifer, I think would like her so much more if she just gave like 10% of totally whatever. But it's like, that's just not in her DNA. Because those are her best moments when you feel a sense, like when she was taught, when she and Margaret had that like lunch together and they were talking about it, like you get it. That's what makes a character likable. I think that like maybe that gets lost in the mix or they think they always have to be right to be likable. And what right. makes them likable is like a little vulnerability and a little like sensitivity. When we saw later in the episode when Bill was out there, Bill and Margaret were kind of going back and forth a little bit. And I thought in a productive way. And then Jennifer's like, and when you said that about my kids and Margaret is just like, Jennifer, we literally just did this. Very disgusted. We we discussed this so many times. We've been around and around. I apologize. You accepted. Jennifer just doesn't have that mental thing where it's like, you can check this off the list. You don't have to be mad. You don't have to bring it up again just because it, the opportunity presents itself. They already worked through it several times. It's just like. And she's like there's Teresa lot, in that way. They can't really let go of, of things. There's a lot of that at this reunion, mostly between Margaret and then either Teresa or Jennifer, because Teresa clearly is not, whether or not you think Teresa is right about any of this stuff or not, Teresa is not in a position where she will allow herself to just like let it go at all. Totally. And so it's like every time Margaret's referenced or Louis referenced or anything, she will take 100% of the shots and direct them back in Margaret's direction. And it's, I mean, clearly it's exhausting for Andy. Yeah. Um, Loses his shit. Maybe the most, maybe the most we've seen him kind of get really annoyed at a reunion. I'm sure after hours, I mean, they show us them like yelling for like 30 seconds, but I'm sure it was like many minutes of them just screaming and no one could hear anything. I had to guess. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. 
April showers bring Mayflowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Yeah. So when the husbands come out, obviously a lot of them have stuff to talk about, but I want to talk about everything that Louis was kind of addressing on this reunion because I was pretty impressed with the energy Louis brought to this reunion. I still don't necessarily think he's like the perfect dream best guy in the world like Teresa wants us to believe, but I felt like he came to this reunion knowing that he needed to address some of this stuff and in a pretty he seemed to do it in a way that was like okay, this is kind of what we wanted all season mm-hmm. and the vibe that we get from this reunion is that he was always kind of willing And Teresa really does not want him to be giving anything away. And it's like, I just don't know why she thinks that's the best route at this point. Because it's like, Louis gives this succinct explanation of the video. And Margaret, Joe, everybody on the couch seems to agree. Like, if we had gotten that explanation six months ago when we were filming, this wouldn't have been this whole big storyline, like the explanation that he gives more or less checks out. Makes sense. Yeah. It's so interesting to have, I have like very mixed feelings about Louis in general, but I think he came off very well on this reunion. And I mean, in some senses you're like, okay, he seems like a really reasonable 
guy. I mean, on the other hand, in the back of my head, I'm always thinking about all those accusations and like from all the different people and he calls the exes kind of crazy, which I think is a is a red flag. But yeah. just seeing him on this reunion, I have like, you know what I mean? It gives you a sense of, he doesn't seem like very, he doesn't seem black or white, like totally good or totally bad to me, but he does seem like a super reasonable guy, which is why the Teresa, it doesn't really, I don't really understand like the match in some ways because she can't give at all. And you can tell when he, when he and Margaret hug, she wants to like jump out of her skin. She is so, so angry. And you could tell she's like kind of angry at him too, even though she wouldn't right. say. Right. Their energy with each other in those last moments where the husbands are out on the stage, it is really uncomfortable because you can tell that she is angry at him for sort of playing along with the rest of the people on the stage. He's answering Andy's questions. He's telling Margaret that he forgives her. Basically, or right. He's, not he's, mad. he's telling right. He's like everything that Margaret is saying makes sense. I understand it. I'm not mad. That kind of thing. And he is, you know, he's hugging Joe B. And like, doesn't seem that mad at Joe Gorga. And it's like he's doing all the things that Teresa is has been unwilling to do this season, this reunion, and. It's like, I get why she's annoyed at him, but also look at the way it's being received. Everybody is like, oh, look, Louis, Louis, so reasonable. Louis seems like a guy that is like trying his best to make people understand. Whereas Teresa, it's like the opposite. It's like, what is the goal here? What are you trying to do? It feels like (laughs) I wish Teresa could just like watch, you know, leave herself and like watch what's happening for 10 minutes and be like, Oh, maybe if I just like stopped for a second, this would go better for me. Totally. And to me, it also says that her anger at Margaret is not about defending Louis or feeling bad for Louis or feeling like he's Mm -hmm. being, it's really about her own shit with Margaret because like Andy said, like Louis fine. Like he is not, he's not, he doesn't feel like a victim or he doesn't feel like, so angry and enraged her anger about this it's really more about being right to me than it is about mm-hmm. any sort of like real it's not really based in any real substance right and i, I think you know cuz you want to feel i think for a lot of the season we didn't hear that much from louis so it was easy to kind of watch teresa's behavior and be like oh maybe this is kind of what louis is telling her to do or is right. kind of like fueling this angry energy and you know when he when he first comes out on the stage for the reunion and he's asking him how the season went and he's like yeah you know it was rough i felt judged like uh i definitely you know he wasn't necessarily happy about the way he was talked about or portrayed on the season but he seems perfectly willing to sit down and mm-hmm. work through that versus teresa is not yeah i predict they got into a huge fight over that because you know Teresa's number one thing is like loyalty and like mm-hmm. defending her and defending her back. And the fact that he was like nice to Margaret or that um, he was like not mad at her or not like just blindly seething in the way that she yeah. was, I think to me spoke of a little trouble in paradise. And I know that that's not, she's not okay with like agreeing to disagree when it comes to loyalty. Right. And when he's telling her at the very end, when he's kind of like whispering to her, he's like, if you love me, calm down. You know, you're going to regret the way you're behaving right now. Like, that's 
uh, to me, like the way he's saying that stuff is like a little bit cringe, but I also don't disagree because it's like mm-hmm. Teresa is being so unreasonable. And I agree. I think likely that was a big, uh, maybe they had their first fight, according to oh, Teresa. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> Uh, young love (laughs) middle-aged love (laughs) yeah i want to talk about the dynamic between frank and dolores also because um so we know that frank is living with david uh and david is dating one of louis exes but andy asks frank what he thinks about dolores's new man paulie and he is not the biggest fan first of all he says he looks like buzz lightyear which (laughs) i was laughing at that because to me that's like a very neutral statement i'm like i don't think buzz lightyear is like so what does he hot look like like kind of just like a like a bald a man like, bald dude with a spacesuit on i don't know <laughs> i mean yeah they're making a new they're making a movie about buzz lightyear and chris evans is doing his voice like it can't be that bad but <laughs> right you know you can tell it wasn't man as a compliment though it's kind of right and dolores <laughs> immediately like whips her head around and is like immediately not having it and then kind of everything that Frank says about Polly is, first of all, not that flattering and is really getting Dolores pretty upset. He's saying that he, um, you know, Polly doesn't understand the relationship that he and Dolores have, which Andy points out is like kind of understandable. Yeah. But um, Frank says he that he- David. <laughs> right. I love that Andy's like, well, I mean, you- you can't live with all her exes. Like maybe. Oh my maybe God. Some. Yeah. It makes sense but, that you wouldn't be literally like, it's like he's yeah. David's new boyfriend. It's absurd. But Frank basically the vibe Frank is giving off is that he's basically like, it almost feels like he thinks he's like Dolores's dad that he's like, you know, well I invited him out to dinner and that didn't happen. So he, it's like he, the way Frank sees it is almost like whoever Dolores is dating has like a responsibility to respect him. And I, I get it, but also it's like, yeah, like her new boyfriend doesn't have to want to hang out with you. Honestly, I like Frank just like as a character, but the more I learn about like the way that he was as her husband, as like Mm -hmm. a family guy, the more I'm kind of grossed out by him. The fact that she was like, I mean, she, when you see Dolores talking about the difference between Bill and Frank and she was like, I just like, if I said, if you call her now, like we can work it out. And he like, wouldn't do that. The fact that he was just like cheating on her while she was pregnant the entire time doesn't really ever show any remorse about that, about the way that he treated her when they were actually married. And the fact that she's so cool with like, I get so mad on Dolores's behalf because she doesn't get mad at mm-hmm. anyone, but like with Teresa not inviting her to her engagement party and with Frank, their whole history, like the fact that Frank's going to now live with her ex, there just seems like he doesn't, he expects a lot of respect from her and doesn't historically it doesn't seem from everything I've heard that he's given her a lot of respect. Yeah. He really, when they first kind of start talking about the whole living arrangement and all of this and him living with his kids for the first time. And he's like making a joke about staying up at night and changing diapers and stuff. And Andy's like, Dolores, he never did any of that. Right. And she's like, no, of course not. And it, yeah, right. it kind of feels like he, because he and Dolores have this close relationship now he feels like he has the freedom to kind of make light of all this stuff that's happened in the past. And I don't, obviously I'm not inside Dolores's head, but I have to imagine that she has feelings about that. And we see that kind of Mm -hmm. come out sometimes that it's like, yeah, like we get along now and we have this close relationship, but like 
you were a shitty husband and a pretty absent father. And I do think he like, he doesn't seem to necessarily fully accept the weight of those things that it's not yeah. just like some casual thing that you never lived with your kids. It's like, no, you like weren't around as their dad. Totally. And I think he wants like all of the perks of having like been a husband to her for 30 years and a great father. Like, Oh, you know what I mean? There, there's automatic closeness and he has a say about who she's dating. It's like, who are you? You're the guy who like didn't help her raise her kids. You're the guy who cheated on her multiple times throughout their marriage. And like, you think that you should have a say in who she's dating now? Like, who are you? Right. Like, maybe Polly should show Frank some, like, basic human respect because everybody deserves that, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But, like, he doesn't have to want to hang out with you and, you know, uphold right. you as this, like, central figure in Dolores's life when, objectively, he probably thinks it's, like, pretty fucking weird that he has to, like, bow down to your ex-husband who treated you like shit 30 years ago. Right. Who somehow you were living with. And now you live with her other ex. <laughs> now you're, oh, God, I, it's a truly. very weird situation. I need to be in the Catania family like group therapy because I would love to to hear how that goes. Uh, yeah. Sadly, I don't know that the Catania family group therapy is happening and that might be part of the problem. <laughs> very, very, very fair. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, before we finish up, I feel like it has to come back to this Teresa and Margaret thing. And Andy brings up the Nashville fight again and asks if Teresa wants to apologize. And she's like, I already did. And it's like, oh, oh my God. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, arguing with Teresa is like banging your head against a wall. She's just like, there's not, there's very rarely any, anything that comes from that. Yeah. And I think it really, it feels like we've left this reunion it's like there's been some important developments where I think it's like it is important that Melissa has kind of like released herself from this obligation to try with Teresa. And I think the Dolores and Jennifer, whatever shift has happened in their relationship is interesting. But this Teresa and Margaret thing just feels like I just like where like what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? Like it's so it's just hard to. It's hard to watch Teresa just over and over and over again, not be willing to consider or even like sit through listening to anything that Margaret has to say. And I think going into next season, it's like, what's going to happen here? What are we going to do? How's this right. going to work? Because we don't want to see that again, all over again. Although this cast is so good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do wonder how they're going to play it out. I wish Teresa had just been like, okay, in hindsight, yeah, maybe... Right. It felt to me that Margaret, if she had just said logically, which this would have made sense to me, it felt to me that Margaret was trying to sort of instigate or start things when she would bring up the Louis thing. It didn't feel like it was it was meant in the way that she that she said it was meant, which was to clear the air and so that it would be so it was a gift for him to be able right. to, to to explain it because I could see why someone would say it didn't your intentions didn't feel that way. But she didn't say it like calling that. Margaret on her shit is perfectly acceptable. But I think it's more that it's like we've been through 16 episodes of this season and not once has Teresa been willing to give an inch to anything that Margaret is saying. And I think when I talk about going into next season, it's like I don't need or really want them to like drop their feelings and be like besties all of a sudden. Like that's definitely not something that anyone is like asking for but it's like when two people don't get along in a housewives cast it's like 
I prefer when they can be at a point where it's more of like a give and take or like ebbs and flows versus like Teresa right now at this reunion, certainly she's not willing to kind of just like sit back and let it let the waves roll over until the next thing kind of pops up. Like, I think an example of kind of what I'm thinking about is like Giselle and Karen on Potomac. It's like they clash and they're at odds and they'll have these like kind of like over the top arguments with each other. But at the end of the day, you still feel like there's this kind of like mutual respect for each other. And also when things are better, they can enjoy each other's company. And I just wish that Teresa would kind of allow that vibe to happen with Margaret a little bit more. Maybe Louie will work on her before next season and uh, (laughs) she'll come somewhere. I mean, it didn't seem like that from now, but maybe, you know, he does, again, he seems like a guy who's very into like being emotionally stable. I don't know if it's true because you hear a lot of stuff that sort of refutes that. But when you see him on screen, he does seem, again, like a reasonable guy who might be able to have some influence on her. Yeah. And I mean, according to Andy, he's an expert communicator, which I'm kind of like, okay, maybe we'll see. Maybe, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that that's a good point, though, that if, if Teresa is like so in love with and obsessed with Louis, it would seem feasible that at some point maybe his kind of rational perspective might rub off on her. Don't hold me to that because that might be a losing bet. But, yeah, you know, perhaps. That would be interesting. I would like to see that. I'm very excited for next season already. I missed the season already. I can't believe it's over. I know. And Melissa, in our interview, Melissa basically confirmed that they're going to start filming any day now. So Amazing. And she confirmed that she loves the Bravo by Betches account, which you run. She did. Um, she did. Which, you know, I was excited for you for Betches. And, you know, continue killing that because you're so thank good you, at thank it. Thank you. It's my favorite and- account as well. It has been truly a pleasure to have you join me on so many of these Wednesday episodes. And of course, you have an open invitation to come back anytime in the future. Maybe uh, maybe a Beverly Hills uh, pop Ooh. in one of these days. Yeah, I think that would be a lot to unpack there. It seems like it from episode one. But anyway, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, I hope I'm back soon. Of course, it's been a pleasure. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches, as Jordana said, and as Melissa does. Uh, <laughs> and until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.